Seven Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with spaghetti meatballs behind the glass. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess. And as always, joining me, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Brian, Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hello, Sal. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> Hello, Harry. You know, we have Sean Merriman coming on a little later in the episode. He's fun, right? He's putting together, he's, he's changed his focus. Yeah, right? Pro Bowl football player, Chargers, Bills, feared linebacker. Now lights out extreme fighting. He has a card this Saturday in Burbank. He's going to talk to us about that and much more. I don't know. It was a crappy Sunday. Crappy weather out here, actually. Raining for the first time in, I don't know, 100 days. I don't know what goes on here in L.A., but... Sunday overall, the average margin of victory before the night game was 21. I got hammered. Add the Chiefs plus 10 and a half adjusted on a very nice parlay that otherwise came through. And let's start there, guys. Are the Chiefs, are they bad? Can they make it back to playoff form? Are they redeemable? This team has 17 turnovers. It's as many as 2018 and 19 and one fewer than 20. It's crazy. And now Fandle has their odds to make the playoffs parlay kid at minus 215. Are you buying it? What are you doing? Yeah, listen, I, I don't want to know, know what to make of this team right now. What do you say? So, you know, uh, probably a year ago, no, not even a year ago, a month ago, we're sitting here going, uh, you know, how many Super Bowls will Mahomes win over the next 15 years? You know, what would be like the least you would accept? Like, as a Chiefs fan, like two or three more Super Bowls. Right. That's what you'd be yeah, thinking. Yeah, we had the over-under at like one and a half, or some people said two and a half Super Bowls. Like, oh, this is all right. based on Tom Brady. Right, right. And, and you know, we thought, uh, you know, Mahomes is going to break all these uh, quarterback records that almost seem unbreakable now by by Brady anyway. Yeah. But now all of a sudden it's like we're talking, will they even make the playoffs this year? Yeah. Uh, you know, is this team, has the league figured them out? I don't know I what don't it know. is. I, I don't know either. I, I don't know. I don't, what do you think? I don't know if they figured them out. Maybe just there's a little chemistry issue going so on right now. This is the first time since the Super Bowl that their offense has just been this pitiful, right? They didn't score a touchdown. They didn't score a touchdown in the, in the Super Bowl. They scored three. Um, I, I don't really know the offense. We're used to the guys being wide, wide open. Brother Bry, maybe you could shed some light on that. They're in your division. You're a Chiefs fan or you're a Raiders fan. To make the playoffs now is still minus 215 for this team. To win the Super Bowl, it's insane that they're 11 to 1. But what are you going to need? Nine wins to make the playoffs to get that seven seed? At least nine. I, I think nine gets it with a little luck, but I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not throwing dirt on them just yet, but I just don't know what I saw yesterday. Yeah, no, I know. Uh yeah, I mean, that's the thing. If nine and eight makes uh the playoffs, then you still have to kind of like I mean, you kind of have to like it a little bit. If it's 10 and 7. It could be a struggle, right? Because there's a scenario, right, where you look at, I mean, look, they have the Giants next. I mean, that's barring Mahomes playing, right? Then you have Green Bay at Raiders and then Dallas. Those mm -hmm. are their following three after that. So there is a possible, I mean, not saying it's realistic, but there's a possible scenario where this team could be four and seven after week 11. For sure. So, For sure. So if you, if you like those to not make playoff odds, you probably should, you know, you should jump on them now. But defensively, they just... They can't get a stop when they need one. Offensively, I mean, it's not all, you know, I mean, how many tip balls for interceptions has there been for Mahomes over these last couple of weeks here? 
But they just they're just out of sorts. I don't know what it is. He's turning it over in his own end, too. I'm trying to think what's a better bet if you like them to not make the playoffs. So you'll get like plus 180 or you could go under nine and a half wins. Nine and a half is steep at plus 150. So, you know, if they're sitting at nine, they can make the playoffs and you win that bet. Right. So you don't have to worry about that. I don't know, man. I I saw that schedule the rest of the way. It doesn't look good, Harry. And they've killed you. And we'll get to you in a second. Well, I mean, you had your over of the year lost. You had the your bet of the year was Chiefs Washington team over lost by two touchdowns. Your over of the year was yesterday Chiefs Titans that lost by your two best bets of the year have lost by four touchdowns or more. What I mean, it's been I mean, yeah, and it's been it's been the Chiefs. Uh, uh, They have no uh, they're supposed to revamp this offensive line. It looks terrible. Mahomes doesn't have a ton of time. Uh, the running game is non-existent. Um, he's not taking off running like he used to in the past. He's not doing check down passes. He wants to go for the big score, and he's holding on to it too late, and he's get taking sacks, and he's throwing interceptions. This team's getting some drives together, but they can't finish like they did. They couldn't finish against Buffalo. They couldn't finish last week, and obviously yesterday uh, on Sunday was a complete nightmare. All right, people have had enough, though, Harry, of your overbets. I'm, I'm looking on Twitter, and this one guy, George Huffnagel Jr., not senior. Jo- Huffnagel Sr. is a big fan of yours, but Jr. has a problem with you. Actually, <laughs> he says, I love Harry, but after two picks of the year fails, a suspension should be discussed this week, at least one week. By the way, the Friday show was an instant classic. I don't know, Harry. I do think we have to have the, the listeners decide. You're, I mean, you can't just give... Picks of the year every week and lose. Listen, I can't disagree. Uh, Parlay Kid has been suspended before uh, for probably less than uh, than what I should probably be suspended for. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing here. All right, you're not. Wow, Harry. I mean, do you believe? Well, well, he, he, he just, just he up. doesn't. Yeah, well, he doesn't want to make any more picks. He's he's all nervous right now. <laughs> is that what it is? Your gun shine out? <laughs> Cousin for Sal. the first time ever. For the first this, time ever. I gotta be honest. This is nice though. Harry has been. Finally been humbled. Right. Um, Brian and I, I went through Harry's extra. We went through Harry's extra points pick since July 1st. Mm -hmm. He's 11 and 73. (laughs) Come on. It's not that bad. 11. Like you just really just topped the 11 and 73. Come on. That's fucking awful, man. That's really that's not including his sharp tank picks. Or there's just the EP picks. ExtraPoints.com. The extra point These pick. guys give uh, picks every single day. It's like 450 days in a row, something crazy. Harry makes a video. I think he's more. Well, let's read some email. Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. Um, this is from Vidas, V-Y-D-A-S. Is Harry announcing that he has been on the diet of the year soon? Thanks. I really enjoy the podcast. Vidas. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about all these uh, of the year here. Um Scott Cox. Okay. Um, he says from uh, cousin Sal against the odds at gmail.com. Sal. So what is next week's great play from Harry? Here are a few options. The combined score play of the year, the score summation play of the year, the anti underplay of the year, the four quarter scoring play of the year, the team point toting play of the year, the scoring accumulation play of the year. <laughs> Why do you get a second play of the year? Didn't you already squander that moniker with a, KCDC loss already doesn't of the year imply there's only one. I'm not arguing with any of this. You guys are saints. <laughs> you guys are saints for putting up with his nonsense and Rolodex of excuses <laughs> as to why his picks suck. He's outdone himself as captain useless this week. Scott Cox. Thank you, Scott. 
Thank you. So nice, much. Scott. Now, listen. Hey, listen. I, I will say this. I've been dead on, and I'm still dead on about Sam Darnold. And I'm, always, oh and I'm, st and I'm still right about Andy Reid. He's a pig. He's overrated. Jeez. He's supposed to have. He, listen, all of a sudden, Mahomes can't play good, so he can't coach good, and they can't get wins. Andy oh. Reid's overrated as heck. He's lucky to have that ring. And that's final. What, At what? least I know coaches and players. I may not be able to give out picks this uh, this summer. They've been bad news. But I'm right about Darnold. He was an anomaly with those touchdown passes, uh, or rushing touchdowns in the first the first couple of games of the season. He's been awful. And Andy Reid's an overrated pick. All right. That is true. Harry, Harry's a great talent evaluator. Uh, honestly, <laughs> well, what the hell's going on? Harry, so why do you keep betting on the pig, the worst coach in the league? Why do you keep bet? Why is that? I fell for not much offense last week. I thought, and I, and the and the defense has still been terrible. And it was, yeah, listen, Tennessee, if they wanted, could have put 45 up yesterday. I mean, they just took it easy in the second half. I don't know. I fell for the Kansas City thinking they're going to get beat, uh, you know, be in this game and beat Tennessee. I thought Tennessee might have been a little overrated. All right. After Why don't win, you start uh, gearing your, 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 your bets towards your, your hot takes? Your bet, best bet of the year could have been I Sam know, Darnold I, I, over an interception, a half interception or something. Why don't you ever do and, that? And that was my stupidity of the past five weeks of not doing that because Darnold's has thrown, uh, you know, okay. he's got uh, eight picks in four games. All right. You say five weeks, but the boys say 11 and 73. This dates back <laughs> to July. All right. Uh, wow. He is uh, his over under and win. I will say Sam Darnold. I was we were very we were hoping very much. Brother Brian Parley yeah. did that he would step it up. But he's already benched. Yeah. I, PJ I, I, Walker. I, it looks like I'm going to take the L on that one. Yeah, me too. Um, with with uh, give Darren what's it, Darren and you're you're the you're the football coach. What's Darnold's issue? Don't get loud, well, Harry. I, what what's I think a lot about of your own fundamentals. Issue. Yeah, uh, you know, um, he you know I think his decision making is obviously not that good. Uh, you know, he throws off his back foot a little too much. Um, I told you, Anderson's not liking having him plays, as a quarterback again. Doesn't play with confidence. Does not play with confidence. So I don't know, maybe. Uh, his chance might have that might have been it. I don't know. Maybe when McCaffrey comes back. Well, that's the whole again. thing, right? This is not what he bargained for. It's much easier with McCaffrey in the lineup. And, and but he has looked bad. I'm not going to say he's looked bad. They're over no under. Doubt. What's their over under for wins, brother Brian? What do you think? It's Carolina team uh, started at three and zero. I mean, he was the leading rusher. Uh, had the most rushing touchdowns three weeks ago, didn't he? What's their over under for yeah. wins? Seven and a half. Six and a half. Yeah. Shit. Not we're not going over on that though. No, yeah. no, no. I don't like it. Uh, one team that's for real, Harry. You were on the Bengals, looking good. Yes, to make the playoffs minus one sixty four. They put it all together. They're playing defense mm. and they're protecting Burrow. That's all that you ever needed for this guy to grow, right? And it definitely helps that he had that year with Jamar Chase. Like I, I didn't even love that pick, and uh, it is paying off. Jamar Chase has three hundred and thirty four more receiving yards. Then DeAndre Hopkins, he's plus 110. Parlay Kid, plus 110 to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. I don't know. These other quarterbacks haven't panned out at all. I mean, this for him to win Offensive Rookie of the Year this year when, like, there's five quarterbacks in and out of the starting lineup is really, I don't want to say astronomical odds, but that's quite a hill he had to climb there. I'll say plus 110 is a good bet. I think he only has to put together another month of good games to win this thing. Yeah, well, there's no there's no reason why he should slow down. I don't know if he can keep up this pace. Right. It's kind of like a historic rookie pace, but I, barring injury, what's going to prevent him from slowing down? Joe Burrow uh, or Joe Burrow injury? That's the only thing. He's still going to catch a ton of passes. Yep. 
because they have other weapons at receiver too. You can't mm-hmm. really when you have Boyd and Higgins, you can't and this the tight end kid. Um, yeah, you can't. How much can you really focus on Chase? You can. You, they might start rolling a little coverage his way, or putting their number one teams putting their number one guy on him. But he's still going to put up good numbers. They could be historic rookie numbers. Plus one ten is pretty good value. I mean, Mac Jones is second right now in those odds, and he had a really nice game yesterday. Um, you know, he might be a guy now that they're starting to feel a little bit more comfortable with, but. When you're putting those numbers up against the Jets, it's that's a thing. Really Two out of three wins are against the Jets. I'd be I'd be happy with Mac Jones if I'm a Patriots fan, but let's not get too, too Very crazy. Happy. Yes, Pitts has been awesome too, huh? Like yeah, in terms of just his numbers, right? He's got almost 300 yards the last two weeks for a tight end. Yeah, I haven't even looked at him. He's not in the top. All right, so he's 30 to one. I I, I mean, he's just not going to leapfrog some of these guys. Um, Harris is the only one at 10 to one. The only other non-quarterback in the mix there. Mac Jones four to one. Trevor Lawrence, let's go to MVP. I know we're going to do this every week and jump back and forth, but are we sleeping on, is it possible to sleep on Tom Brady and what he does? Just a dagger every week. He doesn't doesn't get field goals, right? You, you look up, it's 21-3 in the first quarter. Your team doesn't have a chance. Sally does a, the bad team. When they play bad teams, he just lights them up for four touchdowns. He makes them every, Always. Yes, he does. That's yeah. right. And so he's going to have monster numbers because they play enough bad teams and it's fine. Then he plays the Saints t- twice mm-hmm. and the Falcons. So he'll have good numbers too, but he's six to one to win the MVP. Do you know what their win total is? Brian, you want to guess? Well, it's got to be at least 12 and a half. You'll get this. What do you think? 13 and a half. It's 13 and a half and the over is wow. even. So if they, if this team goes 14 and three, how does he not win the MVP? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I know. I know yeah. the other names are more fun. You want to go rooting for like a Josh Allen or even Dak in our case, partly kid at plus 450 or Kyla Murray, who's undefeated. But I, I do believe in that 14 and three. I don't think anyone really gets in their way in the regular season. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, you know, what do we go over? The Chiefs we went over the, oh, that big teaser hit yesterday. If you did it, the Rams didn't cover, but it was Rams, uh, Arizona, and who was the other team uh, late afternoon? Late afternoon, Rams, Arizona. It was a, it was a. Oh, and then the Bucks. The, yeah, the Bucks. Just talking yeah. about. Yeah. So that was big. Of course, I have to do something. Put put something stupid. The Chiefs with them, <laughs> and that was that. So, all right, we're gonna deep dive into the collectively crushed soul of the degenerate trifecta in a segment we hate to call bed aches. When a bet makes you sick, and you make the wrong pick, it's a bad egg. It's a bad egg. It's a bad egg. I'm going to start us off. Penn State, Nittany Lions. You may ask, why am I putting them on a money line parlay? What the hell does that do? A 20-point favorite? Don't worry about it. That's up to me and my therapist to discuss. But anyway, I still had to sit and watch the games. And in a lot of ways, it was the most excruciating loss I could ever endure. I mean, do you have, you you know when we say oh neither team wants to win? It really seemed like neither team wanted to win. They went nine overtimes. Neither team converted a two point conversion because that's what they move on to from the third overtime on. Neither team converted five of those overtimes. They were both trying to lose. And like I know Illinois ran all over them, but they threw for thirty eight yards total and beat this Penn State team <laughs> in nine overtimes. 38 yard. That's not in the overtime period. That's everything. The whole game. <laughs> Disgusting. Fire everyone. Cr- take away the scholarships and the mm-hmm. NIL deals. Gross game. 
gross team. Screw you, Penn State. Brother Bry, jump in with me. <laughs> oh, well, that Penn State, geez, that Penn State game is uh, frustrating. Oh. I almost forgot about it. I mean, because, you know, every year we usually have like a six or, you know, a five or six overtime game. I almost forgot about the rule there. And I was like, what the hell is going on with the score? Yeah, right it's now? like this game you know? could go over. That's the only worst bad, bad, bad. And it, it's still, but then two points at a time, it would still have taken a while right. for it to go over. <laughs> you need like 35 overtimes for that. Yeah. It's 18, over. 16. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm just going to say yesterday. Yeah, I don't know. Those games, I was not feeling those games at all. Just shitty day of football. You knew kind of going in, it's kind of going to be a shitty day of football. So I was like, you know, let's turn this around. I, you know, my betting wasn't wasn't great. So I was like, let's turn this around. Let's have a good weekend bet. So late afternoon, I put in 76ers on a parlay. I put in 76ers, Warriors, Celtics, Colts, and the fucking Knicks. <laughs> uh, so we've been texting back and forth. Like, you know, my myself, Parley Kid, Jerry, mm. uh, where Knicks fans finally felt like, you know what, this team, we could be a little bit of a contender here. Feel, <laughs> feeling good. Uh, you know, we're up 13 at one point yesterday. We go up six going into the fourth, and like Cole Anthony and Terrence Ross are killing us. So we lost to a team. I kept complaining. We lost to a team with Mo Wagner, Franz Wagner, and Brisdake is playing. So all three, three guys from all three white guys from Michigan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and then all these other games won easily. Uh, that would have been just a great way to finish the weekend just to to get some stuff back, but I'm, I was just disgusted by that Nick game. Tibbs always had trouble with the Wagners. That's uh, just it. That's <laughs> Why does it got to be deal. a geography thing, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Harry, let's, uh, let's make it uh, go ahead. I think I know what your headache uh, is. Well, look again. Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, it's worse than, than just taking the chiefs the past two weeks and just getting smoked is that, uh, last week against Washington, Brian said it, uh, as soon as, uh, Mahomes threw that pick at the seven yard line that I was done. And that game wasn't going over and he was dead on. And then I had another total uh, forget it. Let's not forget about my total that I had on Saturday with my LSU Mississippi when uh, it's seven, nothing with two minutes to go in the first quarter. I need over 76. That's done immediately in the first quarter. And then this this Kansas city, Tennessee also done uh, by halftime. Nothing was going to happen, especially when the spreads that big and Kansas city can't get any roll and then rolling nothing worse than, I mean, I know we say we light money uh, on fire and, th- and might as well flush it down the toilet. I hate, mm-hmm. and, and I also had Brian's, I, lo- I love the Jets yesterday too. Love the Jets. Thought that, you know, like I, I gave that out on against all odds, thinking the past three mm-hmm. weeks, New England's been through uh, the ringer of tough games. I mean, I'm done instantly. In the fr- nothing worse than when you're done in the first quarter in a football game. It sucks. No, you could you could have to sit through a five hour Penn State game. No, over that. That's pretty bad. That was that, that was that was fun. Yeah, yeah. But make no mistake about it, Harry. Your bet ache is losing your second in a row bet of the year. So we look forward to this week for sure. What what <laughs> is it going to be? Play of the year, baby. Yeah, you got it. All right, there you go. Uh, <laughs> let's hear the song again, for God's sakes. When a bet makes you sick. And you make the wrong pick, it's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. Bad aches is brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap always has the best odds because you're buying directly from the other bettors, like yourself. See a bet you like, but think the price is too high, submit a bid for price you think is fair, then buy it. Use promo code ODDS, O-D-D-S, on your next deposit, and PropSwap will double it. Up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. And now it's time for another edition of the Extra Prop of the Week. 
Focus is on the Thursday night game. Packers, Cardinals. What will be the total number of touchdowns plus field goals scored in the game? Touchdowns plus field goals scored in the game. Fandle has the over-under set at 53 and a half points. So use that if you wish as a guide or come up with it all on your own. To enter, tweet us your guests at Extra Points Pod and at Prop Swap with the hashtag, hashtag Extra Prop. Must be following both accounts to win. The winner will receive a $500 Cardinals Super Bowl ticket courtesy of PropSwap. That's to win $500 on the Cardinals courtesy of PropSwap. Go to PropSwap.com today or download the PropSwap app to find the best odds nationwide. PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, let's do it. Monday night football. New Orleans, I haven't, I haven't checked this line in about 30 minutes. Let's see if it changed. New Orleans, four and a half. Are we still doing that? Four and a half, yep. 41 and a half is the over-under. I'm going Saints. I would usually like the 12th man, home team, Seattle, getting a bunch of points, but I'm not buying it. Jameis, 12 touchdowns, three interceptions, not too many yards. By the way, this New Orleans team, I feel like they've played three games. I don't know. Haven't mm-hmm. we, we? I feel yeah, like we I haven't know. seen them in a, a month. Point. I really don't know what their identity is. Obviously, they're still without Michael Thomas, but we kind of know what we're getting <laughs> in Seattle here. Um, Seattle 28th versus the pass, 30th versus the run. I think that top 10 rushing attack for the Saints steps it up. Sean Payton had some time to prepare for this. 15 days, actually. Have to get it done versus the backup right there, Geno Smith. After a bye, Payton is 8-3 and three and 8-3 and three against the spread. And the Saints are 9-1 and one against the spread in their last 10 road games versus a team with a losing record. Give me 27-19 New Orleans. Beats Seattle. Harry, what's your pick? I'm going to take the under, the under 41 and a half. I mean, this number seems a little fishy in this spot, considering all of Seattle's games have landed 43 points or more, and they have the worst defense in the NFL. But I'm still going with the under. I think it's still the play. I don't think you can trust Geno Smith to finish off drives. The Saints, just 31st overall in passing in the league. Like I said, Sal, I think it's going to be a heavy dose of Kamara. I think it's a lot of running. Keep the clock going. Um, they're just 29th, the saints overall on to- in total offense in the league. Uh, two of the three road games have gone under 41 and a half. So I'm going to go under 41 and a half in a low scoring game. I'd see this being like uh, a close one, uh, maybe saints 2016, something like that. Yeah. I it's, uh, it's weird because we didn't see like a, a typical Jameis game is like three touchdowns and 130 yards mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. It's going parlay kid. You like Seattle here. Yeah, I'm going to take the points here, Sal. Like you said, the 12th man, the crowd here. I'm not sure if Winston's ready for it. I don't know if he can really handle it uh, just yet. Um, And look, Gino hasn't been terrible. I think he's adequate. Uh, I think uh, Collins has been a boost to this offense, running the ball. He's been very tough between the tackles. Metcalf and Lockett still make a great receiving core. The Saints are actually still, even though they've had this bye week, uh, they're without a few players, including Taysom Hill. That could make a difference mm-hmm. somewhere along the line. I like to use him on the goal line. Um, Winston's numbers from afar look real good, but he's had some games where he hasn't really had to do much. Yeah. I think this game, he's going to have to step up and perform. I think the Seahawks, are they're in desperation mode here. Um, you know, A loss tonight in their season is probably kaput. Um, you know, who knows if they'll even bring Wilson back at some point. Uh, if they keep losing, I'm thinking they're desperate. They're going to be desperate enough to cover this 
All right. Uh, but I'm not sure if they win, but I think they get the they take the points. 24-20 Saints. They barely oh. they barely survive mm, here. Pretty close. All right, brother Bry, you're going Saints here. Uh, I, I like the money line for anything, right? I think it's minus 215 somewhere around there. I would take yeah, my, that, but you like the points too. Yeah, uh Saints minus four and a half. This is more, you know, a bet against Geno here going up against a legit good defense. The Saints had two weeks to prepare, like you said, or 15 days. Uh, They're top three in DVOA and passer rating given up. They have nine interceptions in five games. Uh, The Seahawks for years have struggled to protect the quarterback. So, you know, the Saints likely get some key pieces back tonight. I think Davenport uh, is back. I think McCoy, their center, I believe, is back. They're going to have a significant advantage in, in both line play. Uh, Kamar should have a big game in this one. I think they kind of win comfortably. I, I like your score there. 20, what would you say? 27, 27, 19. 19. Yeah. yeah I, I like that type of score. And as, as you said, Peyton's been good, um, in his career against the spread, uh, coming off a of bye. So give me the saints here. Minus four. Yeah. 27. Nine, that's definitely the score. I mean, I have no problem with that being, <laughs> that's definitely going to be the final score. Uh, all right. Props. Here we go. Uh, Alvin Kamara 40. This is adjusted on Fandle. Hit it up. Fandle.com slash against all odds. Alvin Kamara, 40 or more receiving yards. Get you plus 162. Starting to come alive. Scored twice before the bye in that game against Washington. Eight targets. Pretty good. Yielded 51 yards receiving in that game. Is a great outlet. Even greater versus the 28th ranked pass defense. Give me Alvin Kamara. That's an adjusted receiving number. Plus 162 for 40 or more yards. Bri, you like Kamara too. This is a, this is a nice one. Yeah, I like Kamara, two touchdowns of plus 240, although I'm just realizing they finally put up a Geno Smith interception, which is uh, minus 215, oh. which, uh, although that's a high high mm-hmm. line, but I, I do like that too. Um, but yeah, I'm expecting a huge game from Kamara tonight. His usage, at least running the ball, has been up this year. You know, if you notice, he's getting a lot more carries. Obviously, they don't have that split backfield. But the reason I like this one is because, you know, Taysom Hill had gotten it hurt. It kind of eliminates him on the short yardage uh, on the goal line. You know, as I just said before, I'd like the matchup of the Saints offensive line, especially against the Seahawks defense. Seahawks, have, you know, I think you had said, uh, I believe, yeah, they're still 30th and mm-hmm. against the run uh, or at least rushing yards allowed per game. I think, you know, this is a game he gets. Uh, I know last game he had one rushing, one one receiving. This is the type of game where I think he he goes off and has a monster night. That's a good one, Brian. All right, Parley kid, you're going to your go to here. Quarterback, better quarterback in the game, over one and a half touchdown passes, and that's Winston. Yeah, even though I just said I think Winston's going to struggle a little bit, I think um, I think the Seahawks are going to make him throw the ball. I don't think they're going to allow Kamara to go off here, at least run it rushing wise. Um, he needs one and a half touchdowns over the one and a half is plus one thirty two. Hey, I hit this with Bridgewater the other night with Bridgewater. Wow, I hit this the other night. Why can't Winston do it? He's hit. He's gone over this number in three out of five of his games so far. I think he gets to two, some way or another. They throw. They like to throw those short stuff by the goal line too. Sometimes, so yeah. I think he gets something cheap early and then finishes it off in the second half at plus one thirty-two. I like the value there. How about that with uh, you know Harry? I, I'm like, listen, I have Patrick to go over receiving yards in that Thursday night game, mm. and I'm like, hey, let, let's have something different. Harry, come up with something different because I already he's like, no, no, I like that. I'm like, okay, so what do we do? He jinxed my pick. He jinxed my pick overall. We Definitely. go zero and two there. The brothers go two, well, two for no, two. No, 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 no. Nothing was yeah. worse than well, nothing was worse than my pick. What was yours? Oh, I thought you guys I, won. Who did you have? Well, I technically. 
I technically had the under on that Dearness Johnson. Oh, 50, do we have 50. over on the graphic? Oh, I, okay. <laughs> All right. Good enough. What's he, the difference? He, he, he had 33. He had 33 in the first drive. I knew that was done. right. You know, now. the scumbag move of the year goes to Harry. We didn't talk about this a lot Friday, but, you know, so I have this streak <laughs> you, you 11 in a row. You don't say what? what scumbag what move, the move goes to Harry. You don't say yeah, well, anyone, anyone could listen. Yeah, probably of the year, Okay, um, I will say. Yeah, but I have the streak of 11 in a row oh, on Thursday night. On. You know, well, you know, it, you know, it builds builds some nice it momentum does. for us and everything. You should be rooting for the streak. Of course I, I am. I love the streak at this point more than my kids, or at least a couple of my kids. I've noticed. And then I lose, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's like 30 seconds after the game, and Harry says, Hey, that's why I went Browns money line, baby, on our text chain. I just told him to fuck off. I mean, who the hell wants to hear that, that stuff? I, right, right? I did that for kids. Especially I, I, when you when you got everything look, else wrong. Yeah, look, everything. Well, here's know, the thing. Well, and then I say, and then Brian, then I was like, oh, we probably had $11 on it. Oh, I was so off. Guess how many dollars I was off? I was $11 off. Where the hell did he even make this pick? Was this his extra points pick? Why are you bragging about this thing that brought my streak down that could give us more notoriety you're just not a smart guy, Harry. I'm not. I'm not wow. smart, but I. I, I first Good. off, obviously, Good. we got that. Uh, you weren't going to go undefeated forever. Uh, number, I don't know number, that. I looked at the two, schedule. I really think it, I could have. It, it's you know, <laughs> it was it was it wasn't like I jinxed the game and you had a chance. I did it when it was over. Basically. Right, but it is like you were celebrating. Uh, in a, in it, listen, time. I gave out the Browns on the extra points spot on our on our extra points podcast against our odds when we went over the game. I gave up Browns money line. Not to lay the points, and it was three at the Gives time. Gives a shit. Oh, I, I that's, know. What, that's what I was he, saying, and I was saying it to Joel more than anything. Well, why don't you say it like an hour later, not like four minutes after I lose uh, an excruciating game? Uh, where uh, everyone was right. And by uh, the way, you should have lost the game. Case Keenum should have been tackled at the four. That was a ridiculous, uh, ridiculous uh, call there. I don't know what happened. All right, Harry, give us an over. All right. Uh, is I don't know if this is another over of the year, but. Pays great money, minus 172. Go ahead. Jerry, you got to lay 172 here, but I'm going to take uh, tight end Gerald Everett to go over one and a half receptions, date back to his days with Rams. 14 of his last 16 games, he's had at least two receptions. He's had two or more in three or four games this season, had five catches of the Vikings, had a 41-yard catch versus Pittsburgh in Seattle's last game. And I think this is a solid safety blanket for Smith if uh, the O-line isn't holding up or if the game, uh, or if it's third and long, he can go underneath. I think Everett definitely gets two catches. I know you got to play pay a bit of a price at one seventy three, but I think that's pretty solid. All right, first touchdown. I won this last Monday. I went with a uh, big deal. I went with Derek Henry. Well, it was kind of a big deal. I got nice numbers because they were the underdog in that game yeah. against the Bills. I should probably just go with Kamara here, but I'm going with Geno Smith. Even though I like the Saints to cover, I like them to win. Obviously, Geno Smith twenty two to one didn't run a lot against the Steelers. Three rushes for 23 against the Rams. I think if they get down close, you're dealing with second and third string running backs. May not have the confidence to thread the needle to lock it or Metcalf. I think he calls his own number and scores 22 to one is not bad. Parley kid, give us something uh, that could actually win. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking DK Metcalf first touchdown score south. He was seven fit plus 750 yesterday. Just looked, he's plus 850 now to score the first touchdown. Mm -hmm. Um. Look, he's a threat at any point that Seattle has the ball, whether they're on their own 30 to catch a deep one or inside the five to catch a short one. Metcalf, I think he's due for a really big game. I think Geno Smith, the backup, will rely on their number one receiver and DK. 
And uh, why not roll with him at plus 850? I think that's good value for such a stud player. All right. Brian, you're going with a wide receiver, a stud uh, preseason player for sure. He's had some nice moments here in the regular season. Also, I think plus 850, right? Yeah, I'm going with uh, Marcus Calloway. Yeah, he's plus 900 now, although mm-hmm. these lines are going all over the place. I mean, obviously, Kamara, you know, I, you know, I have Kamara scoring two touchdowns here, mm-hmm. but um, Kamara is just a low three to one. This is like when we said with Henry, right? You got somehow you got like plus 550 that last time, but Kamara's uh, sitting low three to one. But um, Calloway's starting to become the number one ride receiver on this team, although they are just a, they're a very conservative team. Big body. He can score on the goal line or beat you long. He has three touchdowns in the last three games. So um, I have him in fantasy tonight. So I'm also. Being oh, that's fine. <laughs> All right, Harry, I actually, uh, as much as I hate you right now, I actually like that. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to take uh, first touchdown. I'm going to take the saints defense special teams at 25 to one saints are second in the league versus the run, which of course, Geno Smith into maybe some tough passing situations. The saints also fifth in the league in picks. Uh, they do have a pick six this year. Uh, safety Malcolm Jenkins had one versus the Patriots on the road. So why not the Saints at 25 to one? Pretty good value here for such them. Defense why special not? teams. Yeah, why I not? didn't realize Jameis in prime time since 2015, only the second worst record, two and five. Um, mm. Actually, that's a minimum seven starts. Andy Dalton, three and 11. <laughs> good Lord. And Jacoby Brissett right there is third at two and five. We're tied for second. All right. Well, that'll be a fun one. Let me tell you, before we bring Sean Merriman out, what Fandle's got cooked up. Fandle Sportsbook wants to get the most out of every NFL game day, whether it's Monday or Thursday or Sunday. That's why they're giving everyone a $10 risk-free bet every week. All you have to do is bet a same-game parlay with three legs or more, and if your bet doesn't win, Fandle will pay you back up to $10. Yes, do it Monday night. That's going to be fun. Or Thursday night. Rodgers and the Packers. I got to start a new streak against the Arizona Cardinals. That's a fun one. Fast payouts in as little as two hours. Easy to use, safe and secure. America's number one sports book. And don't forget, they're live in Connecticut. Yes, FanDuel's live. Do it wherever you are in Connecticut. Just log on. Oh, that's so much fun. Getting so much closer to New York, fellas. Pretty soon, soon enough, you're going to get there. <laughs> Easy to use and navigate America's number one sports book. That is FanDuel Sportsbook. And they're also offering a risk-free $1,000 bet if you prefer that. Just sign up with promo code against all odds. And if your first bet loses, you get up to a grand back in site credit. That's promo code against all odds. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fandle.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. All right, let's bring him on. All right, here he is. During his eight-year career with the Chargers and Bills, this guy was one of the most feared linebackers in football. Now, he's the co-founder of Lights Out Extreme Fighting, three-time pro bowler, Sean Merriman. Thanks for being here, Sean. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Sean, I want to talk Lights Out Extreme Fighting in a second, but let's chat football and the state of football right now. At the beginning of the season, I know you're a big Chargers guy out there. 
At the beginning of the season, at least here in L.A., there was a lot of buzz about a potential Rams-Chargers Super Bowl at the new stadium. Are you buying it? Which team do you think has a better shot at reaching it? Is that a pipe dream anyway? Should I be putting my money on those two teams? No, and you, you know, I said that from the start. And, you know, the, the Chargers didn't look great the last game and losing, uh, you know, to the Ravens or whatnot. But let's face it, the Ravens are really good, and people are overlooking that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still say that's a big possibility. I've been saying it before the season. I'm saying it now. Um, one bad game doesn't define a whole entire season. And actually, if you look at the Chargers, how the, their season's going, uh, they probably should be 5-1, and one, sitting mm-hmm. at 5-1, right? They, they should have beat Dallas. They had a couple – uh, bad calls being taken, you know, touchdowns taken off the board. So, um, you know, they should be sitting around a five one, but four and two. I mean, you're talking about a long football season, man. This is a long way yeah. to go. It does seem like we're still miles away from the uh, finish line here. What would you think as a player? You go and you play in LA. If you were on the Chargers, would it? You can't get mad at the fans that actually show up and root for the team, but when you look up. And you see that 70% in some cases, like the Steelers coming to town, it's probably 80, 85%. Patriots will be well represented this week. Well, how infuriated would you be seeing the fans from the opposite city in the stands? You know, I always say this it doesn't matter how you come, it's how you leave, right? And how right. you leave with three L's. Um, and so, look, people come to California to retire or better jobs, you know, whether, whatever, whatever the, the, the location is. People, a lot of people don't leave California and, and move to Kansas City, you know, mm-hmm. or move to Pittsburgh it, or move move to Buffalo. It it happens, but very seldom. So you're going to have people that have, you know, want a different quality of life. Moving to California, you're going to have those other teams there. Now, um, I think that the whole situation, when you look at the grand scheme of things, I've been to all the Chargers games. Mm-hmm. I think the narrative is completely wrong on how they, you know, put it out there. There is been, there's been several times there's been 70, 30 Chargers fans. It's getting better. But, okay. And it's getting better. And then when you have a quarterback like Justin Herbert, you have a team like the Chargers have, it's going to be good for a very long time. You're going to start getting those people who are on the fence and, and don't know which team to root for. Maybe they grew up a uh, Kansas city fan or Denver fan, mm-hmm. and but they're not really, you know, with them now, that new team is, is out, you know, so you're going to have that. That's going to start happening, but give us some time. He's got to win some more games and younger fans too. Right. As, as, Absolutely. Younger, as the teenagers and, and so, and so forth. All right. Now a guy you met in the 2007 AFC championship, Tom Brady, he doesn't show any signs of slowing down another four TDs yesterday. He is uh six to one to win MVP. When you're watching him at home, do you still want to jump out of your chair and sack him? I heard you once say that Tom made a, <laughs> Tom made a weird noise. Once you, uh, you hit him. He does. He does. It's a little oof, like one of those noises. Everybody got their, <laughs> Everybody got their own whiff, you know, uh, but I think we should dress that up a little. You should go on record. We'll start over. Why don't you make the noise? Something like a little more flamboyant. Goes, like, <laughs> like something like that. <laughs> Yeah. It's a little bit. No, it's deeper because when you land on him, he can't really breathe as much on the ground, right? So the, oof, okay. one of those things. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, that one, that one. Um, but but you know the, the the truth of the matter is is this. Um, it, it sounded crazy three years ago when he said he he could play to almost fifty years old. It sounded and just right. knowing the game and and what my body went through as a linebacker and stuff like that. And I, I played with guys that had long long careers at fifteen. Played with Lorenzo Neal, who played a long time at fullback, and Donnie Edwards played 15 plus years, I believe he was, at linebacker. So I've been around guys who played the game for a long time. He doesn't show any signs right now of slowing down. It looks up to par exactly what he said. 
Now, the problem is, is that we're starting to, you know, see what Ben Roethlisberger and some of these guys is that the longer the season goes, it, when we get to week 10, 11, 12, if he's still going at the rate he's going right now, then absolutely he can play to he's close to 50 years old. Jeez, that's because crazy to think, but your, you're right. Your age, your age shows the season is so long. It's mm-hmm. so it's mentally grueling, physically grueling. So as the season go on, that's when you're going to start to show signs of your age. I, I remember even my last year, I was like, a Thursday night game. What? <laughs> Hold on. What? You know, I'm just, I'm right. just feeling better from Sunday. Right. So um, it's, it's immaculate what he's doing. It's, it's incredible. It really is. Yeah. Especially since they throw curve brawls at you, adding the, the 17th week. And like you said, the Thursday thing is a relatively new thing, you know, and, and he still, still perseveres. And you say the number 50, but what, who is to argue with him? I mean, he's not slowing down at all. Um, Defensively, defensive player of the year. Who do you like watching? Miles Garrett's the favorite at three to one. TJ Watt, five to one. Trayvon Diggs, we're Cowboys fans here. We're loving what we're seeing there. Uh, the Boses are in the mix, 25 and 30 to one. Who's your guy? It's it's hard to go against uh, Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. Um, you know, Diggs, Diggs, I, I like. He's a he's a Maryland kid. He grew up in Maryland. Him and Stefan. Stefan went to the University of Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm always support the Maryland, Maryland boys, but um, Miles Garrett is, he's one of these guys that come around like every 10 to 15 years, right? You see these freakish guys, you look at him in person. Um, he doesn't even look real. I mean, I, he posts some of these stuff on, on Instagram or whatnot, but you know, some of the, you know, with all this Photoshop and things going on now that you don't know how big somebody know when it's, you see this guy in person, right? Um, he's like just next level. I played in, um, Jarvis Landry's, uh, charity softball tournament a couple of years back and, uh, in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And so it was my first time really seeing Miles Garrett. And I'm not a I'm not a small dude by any means, but you know you see him, it's like okay, this this dude is stacked up. He's like on another level. Yeah. So uh, and in a way, he's playing. You can move him at D tackle, D N. You can move him all around the field. And he's going to be a problem for you. Yeah, and you know he's confident too because he provides bulletin board material with that. What's what in his front yard? He has like a graveyard of all the all the quarterbacks he's put down. Like. <laughs> Coincidentally, there's no Mason uh, Rudolph in there too, but I like the trash talk. I like that. That shows that this guy's got guts and and knows where he is in this game. Yeah, but you know, I thought that was creative, and it's right up his alley. Like, um, they had a, a ESPN piece countdown. They did the best sack dances yesterday um, mm-hmm. on ESPN, and they had some of the best sack rushers, uh, you know, pass rushers on there, and dances or whatnot. And so, you know, the main thing is when you're a defensive player is your mentality, how confident you are. And can you stop this dude? He can have all the quarterbacks in this front yard that you want and blocking guys, but can you block them? Yeah. You know, that's that's really what it comes down to. I hope you are. You were about to say, I hope your dance was on there. Right. And that was you had one of the great ones. Right. Where did they list you? Uh, they didn't go by numbers, but okay. you know, it's, obviously, it's number one. I mean, come on now, like, let's, yeah. not, let's not beat around the bush here. You stopped doing oh. it. You consciously stopped doing the dad, right? You just um, did you, what what did you think? I mean, you, you, did you get flagged for it? Who, who the hell knows what stage in the uh, the NFL was and the, their penal handouts? But what what did you think there? What did you? No, I was I was on a uh, I was on a sack slump. I think a uh, three or four game slump where I didn't get any sacks. <laughs> And so I said, you know what? I'm just going to stop doing it. All right. I'm, I'm over it. I'm done. I'm not doing it no more. And then it was my teammates <laughs> who was like, man, you're crazy as hell. You stopped doing it. Like, that gets us all pumped up. Don't do that. You know? Yeah. So um, I kept doing it. You got uh, the nickname Lights Out in high school. I think this is right because you you rendered four players unconscious in one game. Is that possible? 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I, you should not play again in high school. You should be like, hey, there's my body of work right there. If you want to draft me, I should probably just go pro right now. Like, was there any doubt there? Is it, were, were the scouts coming around before that anyway? Or you were just like, yeah, I'm going wherever. So I'm I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. Um, it, that happened my sophomore year. And so the, the next few weeks, I would have parents like literally trying to not really protest, but stop me, physically stop me standing in front of the gate when we walk onto the field Wow! and trying not to let me get on the field because they thought the coaches were holding me back for two or three years. They thought I was like three years older. Oh. And so I said, you know, this is my sophomore year. I said, by the way, guys, I'm the youngest on the team. <laughs> like I'm the youngest <laughs> on the whole team. And I physically, I had parents physically trying to stop me from getting on the field and playing with their kid. Uh, and me and you, having 11, me having an eleven year old son now, I, I get it, you know. Right. And did you render the parents unconscious? I mean, that's no. the only, only response that's necessary there. No. No. Okay, <laughs> uh, right, I want to ask you. So now we're uh, we're into MMA. You've gone the MMA route. Would do you think coming out of college now you would have wanted to go into the NFL, or would you have if you uh, done the mixed martial art thing professionally? No, I, I would have um, obviously still football. My my first love. It's it still is. Mm -hmm. um, and MMA became a thing that I utilized initially to start helping me with football, right? Getting my hands better and leverage and stuff like that. I was working with uh, Jay Glazer over at Fox Sports and uh, mm -hmm. Randy Couture. And so we um, just started working my hands, pummeling, leverage and doing some groundwork. And I just naturally got better as a football player. So I, that's why I started. I grew up boxing, um, you know, in the PC County, Prince George's County, Washington, D.C. area, Virginia. There's tons of champion boxers. And so I grew up, I grew up boxing, but MMA, when I got drafted by the Chargers became, you know, became big on, you know, the West coast and, you know, kind of got more mainstream. So I started training MMA Right. So for 16 years. I've been around the sport. So, but in your prime, who's someone outside the MMA world, maybe an NFL player, you would have loved to step in the cage, which. Um, I, at one point I wanted to beat up Ocho Cinco really bad. <laughs> uh, it's, the weight class wouldn't have, wouldn't have worked. Right, right, right. If there, if there was some kind of catch, something we could have done, I, I would have definitely put hands on him if I could have at one point. Uh, but it, it's, you know, you got, I've, I've trained with like Richie Incognito, who's a tremendous athlete. Right. Um, Mercedes, Mercedes Lewis, Mercedes Lewis is mm -hmm. a, another one who I think will be a champion, a champion fighter if he ever got serious with it. Uh, so yeah, you know, tons, man, there's, there's tons of, Football guys who I think um in nowadays, Aaron Donald, I, I think he would be a great one. Khalil Mack, uh, if you start looking at these guys across the board, I think they'll make great MMA fighters. And you've got so now it's LXF six on October 30th. That's a Saturday in Burbank, right in our backyard here in Burbank on the Fubo Sports Network. Three title fights. Tell us a little about it. Yeah, it's three title fights, man. Um, and you know, a lot of these guys are very familiar in the MMA space, they've been around for a long time few guys who fought at UFC before. Uh, but I, I don't think we've ever had a card this stacked with up and coming talent. Uh, obviously the three, the three title fights going to be next level. Alba Morales and um, that Henry fight is going to be, uh, it's no way that, that fight is going to distance. Mm -hmm. uh, but you got another kid, uh, John Paul uh, Bosnian, who his dad was, his dad was, you know, MMA fighter, long time trainer as well too. And this, he's uh, trained with Conor McGregor for a long time. He's going to be another up-and-coming champ one day, I think. He's fighting Devin Brock. Um, Manukian is a, a wrestler that we have. This 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 whole card, man, I'm like, you know, I'm trying to we, – we would love to keep these guys, but they're so damn good that right. um, this card is probably 
the best we've had it had it since you know the existence of lights out yeah so you need to put on shitty cards so the guys stick around now, <laughs> now you're popularizing them and then the no, no because you were we're all football we're all football sports and they wouldn't like that shit I'm so, with you. <laughs> you know uh, all right yeah so foo- yeah it's, it's live on football sports at uh i think the the main or the undercard starts around 5 p.m pacific Beautiful. Football this Saturday night, five percent Pacific, uh, five uh, five o'clock Pacific. Fubo Sports Network, three title fights. We got to get you and Ocho Cinco on. Maybe you fight him with one hand. Maybe that's because he's up for this stuff, right? Maybe you're on the next card against him. I'll fight Ocho on my knees if I had to. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, so. you were great. Thanks so much again. LXF six October thirtieth this Saturday, Burbank, California. It's on the Fubo Sports Network. Sean Merriman, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Oh, he's fun. Imagine Parley Kid knocking out Good like stuff. four players in one game. <laughs> I, what would happen? Man, you know, his sack dance, um, yeah. I think was called uh, the lights, lights out, out dance. sack dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Wasn't it like the lights out? Yeah. Wasn't that it? Yeah, it was a big thing. Kind of, and then all, he stopped. It's all coming together now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, so just, uh, you know, I, I'm just curious to, uh, and I, I, you know, I, but just thinking off the top of my head, does the same rules apply in this fighting league? Oh, shit. Let's get them back. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. I watched like the same like, you know, it's not like anything goes right. Is it, I watched a couple of like fights. That? No, these guys easily could like move on to UFC and everything. But yeah, it's a uh, it's interchangeable from what I understand. But it's LXF6 this Saturday. It's great. Burbank Fubo Sports Network. I'm checking it out for sure. Three title yeah. fights. And that's that. Babyface Joel Salmon. What do we think? Tomorrow we come back. We're going to preview the World Series. We're going to have a lot to say about that. Jen Piacenti's team made it. She had the Astros. I think she had the Astros to win the AL in our futures pool. She's the only one with a win so far. Eddie Spaghetti, we'll talk to him about it. Um, He's busy right now, but he had the Giants to win the NFC East. So that, I think, is a loss, even though they came up big. Uh, this Sunday. And tomorrow we are going to discuss more important than the World Series, our most overrated and most underrated candy um, in anticipation of the big Halloween weekend. Harry, you have a lot of thinking to do between now and then. (laughs) Got it locked in. You got it locked in? You know your answer already. All right. Yeah. All right. There you go. That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds for spaghetti and meatballs, babyface Joel Salmon and a degenerate trifecta. Oh, and Sean Merriman. I'm Cousin Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Nah, nah, nah.